Hi, welcome to my channel. My name is Lisa Allistway. And on this channel, I create a variety of inspirational and informational videos you can use and apply to your life. My guest today is David Banks. David was a competitive rower and represented Team USA at the 2008 Olympics in Beijing and the 2012 Olympics in London. In today's chat, Dave is gonna share with us his Olympic experience, his thoughts on mentoring and role modeling, as well as addressing some equity and diversity concerns in sports. Welcome, David. Hi, how are you doing? Thank you for having me. You bet. Um, so let's kind of rewind back to the beginning uh, about mm -hmm. when you were younger, did you think that you would become an Olympian one day? Uh, no, not, not at all, really. Well, I, I loved uh, growing up, you got to see it on TV. So I loved Loved watching the Olympics. Um, I loved, uh, you know, a lot of watch track and field is one of the sports that I love to watch. And um, it was just really exciting. You get to see, see all the, uh, you know, you see the opening ceremonies, you see all that, all that, everything that was going on. And it was, uh, it was, I loved watching it, but never thought that I would actually, actually be there. Um, and so uh, it was just one of those things in life, you know, one thing kind of leads to the next. And, um, you know, I sort of, sort of ended up there. And, okay. Um, so and it was kind of, Let's talk about that. How did in the world did you get into rowing and then proceeding mm -hmm. on to the Olympics? Yeah, yeah, no. So, I mean, I grew up, I love sports, like I kind of was saying. Um, I grew up, my first love was basketball. So I grew up playing basketball and um, like many kids and played it for years, played in high school. And then in high school, I got into uh, track and field. So I started running track. And so I just loved sports. It had nothing to do with the water, though. Didn't even, you know, didn't really have much interest in the water or, or swimming or boats or whatever. And um, it wasn't until I got to college, I uh, went to Stanford University. Uh, and uh, right my first week I was there, uh, somebody came by, said there's a, a meeting about uh, walking onto the rowing team. And so it was a free dinner involved. And so I said, okay, that, that sounds pretty good. And so uh, I went and um, sort of one thing led to the next. I kind of took a shot at it and you know, I was there, they had this little, uh, you know, the, you know, dinner was great, they had a little presentation and um, I said, okay, what's the worst that could happen? You know, I'll try it for a week, see what happens, you know, try it for a month, you know, what's the worst that happens, I can always quit. And so I kind of, kind of just kind of kept going and, and I kind of slowly started to fall in love with it. Um, and um, and that, that was sort of my introduction into the sport. Wow, so were you naturally athletic? Um, I don't know if I was athletic. I love, I love being active. Um, um, and you know, I, I was, uh, a decent, uh, my high school basketball player, maybe I wasn't, you know, a division one basketball player, uh, track and field. I was, I was, I was okay as well. I wasn't, again, a didn't earn a scholarship to, for either sport. Um, but I, I love being active. I love, I love competing. That was one of the things I really love. And even after high school, I just had this drive to kind of keep competing and doing something. And um, I think rowing just kind of sort of slid into place. Um, for me, it was a, it was a, it's a sport that, uh, you know, you really put a lot of effort, you put effort into it and it's easy to see that sort of output. And for me, I kind of immediately kind of saw that, right. I saw myself kind of slowly getting better, you know, and, you know, a week into it, I said, well, I was doing better than I was a week before then a month, you kind of see your progress and it just kind of sort of set this fire in, in me. And um, I love the competition piece of it. Um, it's a sport where you're, you know, it's an individual sport in a sense, but you're also part of this bigger team, it's sort of these interesting dynamics. And it just kind of, for me, it was the perfect fit and just kind of, you know, it's kind of a good, good match. So how did you go from being on the college team to one day 
being on the Olympic team? Yeah, so I mean, uh, rowing's a it's a smaller sport, so it's a uh, you know it, it's um it's a small world, I guess you could say. So uh, this was so I graduated in two thousand five, two thousand six. Um, so right around that time, um, so uh, two thousand four Olympics had just happened basically, and so the coaches, the, the head coaches of the U.S. team, kind of go around to all the colleges, you know, kind of trying to recruit new talent. Um, and so kind of coming into my senior year, they were kind of going around to different colleges and and recruiting people to come, you know, try out again, you know, and they kind of just finished their one Olympics and they're kind of looking for getting some more athletes into the system. Um, so coach came by, excuse me, saw me. Um, and then, uh, I was invited to a camp, uh, that summer. So basically they invited a bunch of college kids, maybe 25 or 30 to come. And I was one of those guys. And, um, that was my first introduction sort of into the national team. I probably should back up a little bit. So, you know, the Olympics are, you know, rowing is a completely amateur sport. You know, there's no professional rowing league. Um, so the Olympics is the biggest uh, event. And they're obviously every four years. But in between, there's always a world championship. So you're always training for something. But it kind of goes in a kind of in a wave, right? The Olympics is the high peak, right? And then it'll come down the year after. Slowly get every year gets a little bit more and more competitive. And so the Olympics, again, is sort of that, that Super Bowl. So this was sort of in that downtime of trying to get new talent in the beginning of the quadrennial when the coaches came by. And um, in this country, we have sort of a central uh, training system, which means there's a sort of one place where the U.S. team is. Um, and so if you want to make it, you kind of more or less have to gravitate there. And at that point in time, it was in uh, Princeton, New Jersey. And so um, so he came by. I got invited at a camp uh, in Princeton, New Jersey. And kind of got introduced to the team and, and then kind of, uh, kind of went from there. I actually was, so that was my senior year was 2005. Um, and I was kind of at a crossroads, you know, I didn't know exactly what I wanted to do. And I knew that, um, rowing may be possible. Um, but you know, I knew it wasn't a professional sport. So yeah, you know, you're, you're not making any money. And so you kind of know these things and didn't know exactly what I wanted to do. Uh, and I also had an opportunity to go back to school. And so, um, I decided to go to this camp. But at the same time, I had gotten into school. So what I ended up doing is basically going back to school for another year, still trained, kind of had to, you know, get kind of reevaluated again to get invited back. And then I finally made it back in, in 2006, back into uh, Princeton. So I basically moved there, kind of said, okay, here's what we're going to do. We're going to try to make the 2008 Olympics and kind of kind of go at it. And so kind of that, that was that next step. When you made the 2008 team what was like your mm -hmm. training nutrition schedule regimen that you were required to do um well training yeah i guess the training it's uh you know kind of do do whatever the, the coaches sort of tell you um so so in um you know again it's the olympic year sort of always the biggest year and so that usually you know a lot of the focus is you know trying to get water time you know so you're really really trying to get as much time on the water whereas in other years you may you may do some rowing um, sort of fitness sort of in the wintertime, right? Because many places, right, you know, obviously, you know, water will freeze and so you can't row. So for example, New Jersey, you can't really row for three months of the year. So mm -hmm. sometimes those non-Olympic years, you're doing a lot more um, indoor training, kind of on a, on a rowing machine or cross training maybe. You've seen maybe one of those rowing machines at the gym. It's kind of got a seat with a little mm -hmm. flywheel. Um, so a lot of times in the winter, you'll do that, just building good fitness. In the Olympic year, though, it's kind of like, this is it, right? Everybody's throwing all their cards on the table. Everybody's going after it. So you're usually trying to get a lot more maybe water time um, so that you can, you know, you know, perfect things in the boat and combinations, all this stuff. So um, in that year, we, we were actually training um, 
you know, somewhere else in the summer, in the wintertime, um, you probably two or three times a day, um, you know, every, you know, once here, or there, you know, training more or less every day. Um, and so you do something in the morning, you know, you'll, you'll come in and get breakfast and relax, do all that stuff and then go back out, you know, in the afternoon, or if it's two, you know, if it's three a day, you'll do some, you know, smaller one in mid morning, and then you'll come back in the afternoon. And then eating wise, you're just, you know, in rowing, you burn a lot of calories. And so we, we're, rows are known to, to eat a lot. And so, um, you're just trying to, you know, eat as much as you can for that next practice and then, and then go, um, through my career, I've kind of tried to definitely focus on nutrition a little differently than when I was, a, you know, younger, um, and try to eat better, eat, eat healthier, but, um, so they weren't like yeah. concerned with your macros, your micros and calories and yeah, not, not too much. Yeah. We, we, we had some nutritions on staff, um, but generally not, not too, you know, regulating it, you know, again, you know, rowers just, you know, you burn a lot of calories, you expend a lot of energy. So you just need to make sure you get enough, getting enough in, um, you know, it depends, you know, it's different. Everyone kind of has their own, own ways about them, right? Certain people like to do certain things or this or that. Um, you know, I, I was always under the pressure. I tried to eat, eat well, so make sure I was putting good things, you know, in my body, but I also didn't want to get to a point where, you know, I, I needed to do something in order to do well, if that kind of makes sense. Or I needed to do this. I was so strict where if I didn't do this, you know, because you never know, right? If you're traveling, if you're overseas, it's always a little different, right? And so mm-hmm. maybe I was somewhere and I couldn't get what I, you know, if I was in that mindset where I need this, I did it, I have to do it like that. If I was traveling mm-hmm. overseas at a race and something's not available or your, your schedule gets tripped up, you know, you have to be a little bit flexible, right? So I didn't want to get to that mode where, this is the way, this is the only way I'm going to do well if I do this because things happen, right? Things all, mm-hmm. so I didn't want to be in a situation where all that goes crazy, you know, where, where, you know, how am I going to respond? So I was always, you know, I tried to just do general, you know, the basic things we talk about nutrition and just mm-hmm. make sure I could, I could, I could uh, be able to perform. So. so let's talk about your 2008 Olympics in Beijing and what your experience was mm-hmm. with that, how nervous you were, what did you think about how it all went down? Yeah, so so I guess so like I, I said I um I uh first got to the training group, I guess, you know, two thousand five, two thousand six. So, you know, you do well in college and then all of a sudden you're kind of, you know, you're at the bottom again, right? Because everyone's a little bit better. So I was always kind of slowly trying to work my way up. Um so for me, you know, two thousand five, that summer, that world championship, I kinda I'm I got cut from the team and I went back to school. Two thousand six, I show up ready to go. You kind of take a look at me like, well, you're not ready. So more or less got cut that summer. Okay. So then you go another year. So that's, you know, that's halfway through the cycle, right? There's only two years left before the next one. 2007, I was there. I find my first year I was training. I was, I was doing pretty well. But um, I remember I was trying to make the, uh, the Pan Am Games, actually, which is the year before the Olympics. So in my mind, you know, the Olympics is there. Everybody's going for it. And I was like, I have, I have no experience, right? I've got no international experience rowing or racing or any of that. So here's an opportunity the year before at this at the Pan Am Games, which was at that point in Rio. So it's like, okay, I need some experience before I, you know, get ready for that next, you know, that next the huge race. But um, I ended up not making that team. I kind of got cut again. So you know, here I am. You know, you know, during this Olympic year, you know, I've got no experience, and I'm slowly on, you know, trying to work my way up, and kind of still at the bottom a little bit. So a lot of that year was trying to me kind of working my way up, working my way up, working my way up. Some things happened that, that, that were, um, you know, some good opportunities happened. I've had some really good, you know, people in my corner, some really great mentors that helped me along. 
And um, so I get, you know, it's about uh, 2008. The games are in August, I think, is when we were at a race. Some things kind of went my way a little bit. I had an opportunity for this race in May to sort of more or less kind of qualify a little bit. Um, so things went well. So it was kind of like this kind of rapid kind of um, trajectory, I guess you could say, from beginning of May, kind of not being really close until, you know, all of a sudden you're, you know, you're kind of there. So for me, it was just like when I, you know, you got to the games, it was just this amazing kind of, um, it was all just so new, just in so many different ways. Um, and I just, uh, you know, through that process, you know, 2005, six and seven, right. I mean, you know, you're in a sense, just training for yourself in a ways, right. And your family, right. You're not really part of a school or anything. Um, and so it's kind of, uh, uh, you know, it's not selfish, but you you know, you're, you're doing everything for yourself to get there. And it was funny when I, you know, not funny, but when, when you make, when I made the team, you know, it just kind of something switched, you know, it was no longer just myself right it was really mm-hmm. actually representing all these everybody right you know yeah. you, 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 your family you go back to all your coaches who are their teammates everybody and everybody in the country right you're really representing everyone so it kind of it really does sort of hit you a little bit right i'm not just me out here you know you know representing myself and so you kind of you know kind of gives you this sort of sense of mission you know and so i kind of I kind of went into that really just feeling like, you know, I really wanted to you know, just do well and represent everybody kind of on this, this new mission that I had. And, um, and, and you get there, you know, it, it's an amazing, you know, for me, I hadn't really done a, a world championship yet. So it was all, it's all what I knew, you know, I think at the end of the day, you know, you hear a lot, you try to, you know, I didn't want to make it too big, you know, you try to like just focus and do what, you know, take care of everything. Right. And, and focus and stay sort of in that tunnel. And, um, you know, so it was kind of able to do that, but it was still so new and it was just this amazing experience. And, um, um, yeah, I, don't, I kind of lost my train of thought, but it it was, uh, yeah, it, it was, it was awesome. And then, yeah. you know, we competed and you have that piece of it and then you have some other opportunities to kind of enjoy the overall, overall experience a little bit. Yeah. So you did the 2008 Olympics in Beijing, and then I imagine you had to try out again to make the 2012 team, correct? Mm-hmm. And so how would you contrast the 2008 experience with the 2012 experience in London? Yeah. Yeah. No, you, yeah, you have to try it again. Um, so we, um, 2008, we, you know, we did well, we, we finished ninth. It was really close racing. You know, I think we were really, this boat was a great boat. It was a boat of four people. Um, we just had, every time we went out, it was just really good. We had done practice, we had set records, but you know, the competition is so the margins are so small, right? And so we just were on the wrong end of things and finished ninth. Um, and um, like I said, it was just amazing to have my parents there and everybody there, and just this energy and this feel. It's this amazing kind of rush that you kind of go through. And I knew I just wanted that again. I wanted to feel that again. You know, you want to feel this just amazing kind of rush while you're racing. All these things, all the you know the nervousness, like you were saying, everything's there. And then you're you know you're you're out there. And I just wanted that feeling again. So I kind of knew without a doubt that I was, you know, those next four years, this is what I was going to be devoted to. You know, I knew, I feel like I just made it right. I feel like I just made it on the scene and I, I still wanted, still wanted more. And so I knew without a doubt, that's what I was going to do. And so that's kind of what I set out to do. So, um, I get, yeah, you have to basically try out, you have to try out every year basically, right. To make a team. And so it's tough, right. You could, you could do well in 2009 to, 2010, I can do well. 2011, I do great. But if you have a few bad weeks or a couple of bad months and a practice in 2012, right? Um, 
that could be it, right? You may not make it. So, you know, it, it's tough. It, you know, it's a commitment for sure. Um, and, and that's just part of it. That's part of what you go through. Um, so, but I knew without a doubt I was going to push forward, you know, as, as far as I could, as hard as I could for those next kind of four years. And so, um, that's, yeah, that's what I set out to do. Um, and like anything, um, you know, you have some ups and downs. I had some sort of injuries in between. And so 2009, I had a pretty good year. Um, you know, a lot of times it's, um, like I said, sort of that down period right after the Olympics. So a lot of the veterans maybe aren't around. So some newer folks. So I had a pretty good year. I did, I did pretty well. 2010 sort of did pretty well. And I got injured uh, pretty bad in 2011. It kind of set me back a little bit. What, what so was your injury? Coming into, I uh, tore my calf muscle. Yikes. Probably, yeah. That I sounds was, painful. Uh, yeah, it was, uh, let's see, 2010, we had a, we had just gotten back from the world championship. It was in New Zealand. And, um, so we had like, you know, a couple weeks break and I, um, some guys wanted to, were playing basketball. You know, I love, I hadn't played in forever. I was like, sure, I'm going to so go. It wasn't out, even you know. with rowing. This is in basketball. No, no. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it was bad. Right. And so they go and I, I said, sure, I'll go. And, um, I was feeling great. You know, I was feeling fast and running and, I took this one step and um, I kind of collapsed to the ground and uh, I thought this guy I was playing with, he was kind of goofy a little bit. I thought he kicked me. I'm like, you know, why'd you kick me? You know, knock me down. But he said, no, you just kind of fell. And so your calf muscle is kind of like tearing your Achilles a little bit. And so, um, so yeah, that, that's, that set me back for a few months and took a little bit to recover and kind of get back into it. And, um, and um, so we had some other changes going on as well. So I guess that 2012 was sort of this kind of uh kind of back on track, a little redemption, a little bit for myself and really tried to, try to push. So coming into that, you know, I kind of, some different experience I've gone through, you know, some, some highs earlier in that quadrennial, so some lows and, and um, it, yeah, it was definitely different. You know, I, I was, for better or worse, I felt kind of there, um, you know, for that one purpose, right? You know, it wasn't like here, I made it, I'm happy to be here. Like the main purpose of it was to go and to win a medal. Um, 2012 it, it made practice maybe that wasn't the best perspective but you know I felt like I'd already done everything I've already seen it I've been to events I, you know I wasn't there just to say I'm so glad I made it I was like no I want you know this is what we're here to do uh, to win a medal and so kind of going into it that, that was sort of a little bit of a difference um kind of you know just perspectives and having yeah, you're a there, veteran now. around it yeah yeah exactly and so um I uh I remember yeah even at you know the, the first one in 2008 it kind of you know, you try to stay so focused and then, you know, next thing you know, we're at the, uh, you know, you see treat it like a practice and like that's any race, right? And you're so normally going through it. And I forget what it was. We were there and you know, these like helicopters going around and there's these, you know, cameras and you're like, you know, this is it. And so I kind of already kind of had a little bit of that kind of, a little bit of that shock piece to it, you know, from the previous time. And so, mm-hmm. yeah, it's kind of there for a mission and and that, that was, you know, maybe that was best, not not the best perspective either, but that that was sort of my mindset uh, for that one. And where did y'all place in the 2012? We finished fourth, so just oh, painful. You know, <laughs> yeah, yeah, like you know, but that's in, still in awesome. 2008. Yeah, no, we were we were about tenths of a second, you know, from a from a medal. We had uh, we had kind of won our heat, and then we ran it right into the final, and we had you know whatever reason we had a bad start and in that particular type race you just can't start like that so we kind of clawed our, clawed our way back you know and um just got you know just just that to the end and um you know it, it was a it was a tough one for sure it was for sure. Um, it hit me hit me a lot harder than the other one 
So yeah, I know from our our previous conversation, you had mentioned that it was difficult mm -hmm. to watch the Olympics um, thereafter yeah. for a couple of years. You watched this last one, but it you took a break yeah. from even watching it. I guess the the steam of it all. Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, yeah, 2012. You know, I think you know it's tough, right? And again, you you kind of put yourself in that perspective, right? And like I said, from 2000. Eight to 2012, like that was my focus, right? And we were going to go and we were going to win. So you start to tell yourself that that narrative, right? You tell yourself that's what you're going to do. Um, so 2009, you know, through all the injuries, you're still telling yourself we're still going to do it. You're still going to get there, and you kind of keep clawing back and clawing back, right? And um, it was weird. There's sort of this um, finality to it, I guess. Once we cross that line and finish fourth, you know, like everything just kind of, kind of hit hit me a little bit. I think I put myself such in that perspective in that mode where this was the one thing, and maybe you kind of have to do sort of maybe sort of to get there maybe. But um, it, it was a little, yeah, a little bit of a tough rebound, you know, because mm -hmm. all you know, just kind of all everything that you put all the work kind of to get there, you know, and and to come up just so short, you know, it kind of sort of hit you. So. It, I, uh, you know, I needed a little bit of a change, you know, so a little bit after that, I started on, um, you know, I did money too, because I didn't, <laughs> I didn't really, you know, you can't have, it's tough to have a real full-time job, you know, yeah. training, and so I, yeah. I needed some money and started working, something else to mm -hmm. kind of engage my mind, um, yeah. and, and, um, yeah, and so then I kind of drifted away slowly, I still competed, and so 2016 came up, I kind of stopped about 2014, 2015. So just kind of, like you said, a little bit. So too yeah. fresh, I guess I needed. Some I mean, to, you got to pull back out. with some perspective. It's amazing what you accomplished. Mm -hmm. I mean, just making the team one time, but making it twice. And, um, but I think like with, with time and perspective, you realize, you know, things happen the way that they happen, but it doesn't take yeah. away from the effort and the amazing accomplishments that you did in the meantime. Yeah, no, no, you're exactly right. And, um, you know, you, you need perspective, you know, at that point in time, I was just so far in that, that tunnel and, and you need to kind of just sit back and, and, and realize, you know, again, you know, it's not, not the end of the world, right? Yeah. It's just rolling. We're talking about, you know, it's tough because you make it. So it's such a big part of it. And, um, yeah. But, you know, you, you get that perspective, you know, and, and really realize, you know, you know, again, just always, I was really fortunate to, for the experience to be able to even be able to do that or try to do that. You know, yeah. um, it, it was, it, you know, and you kind of you get that and you slowly realize it. And um, and then you find other ways to, to sort of sort of stay involved. But um, right. Right. That was exactly right. So I have a question this kind of interesting about the Olympics and behind the scenes. Can you tell mm -hmm. us anything that maybe as a viewer? we're not aware of, or maybe that was surprising to you that you learned behind the scenes? Anything stand uh, I mean, the, yeah, the, for me, the best part was kind of, uh, you just meet all the different people there. I think, I think a lot of times in the, you know, in the States, we, you know, they, they the coverage, right. They try to, they find a couple of athletes and they just, it's all about them. And as a show, there's some amazing athletes, but there's a whole bunch of other athletes that who never get the spotlight or you ever see. And so that was, a lot of the that was a really cool part you get to meet some of these other athletes whether weightlifters or you know wrestlers or um or what have judo whatever you get to meet some amazing you know some other athletes and, and that, that was pretty cool kind of meeting them hanging out with them and, and kind of having having some fun you know 2008 it was again it was kind of there so i was more of a afterwards we kind of went out and was able to do some of the, see some of the other events which is pretty cool in 2012 i was kind of in a different space so it's kind of engaged with the overall, overall experience a little bit differently. And, and the other big piece was just to, to 
see your family there. That was a lot of, you know, that was, that was great too. I mean, just to have them to be able to experience it and come and, and, and see everything mm-hmm. and, and to, to see them that, that was probably, maybe probably the best part too, is just to, to hang out with them. So they, they kind of set up some of these kind of um, corporate sponsors will set up these little houses or places wherever the city, like in, in Beijing, I think it was Bank of America and they had like a, house or building you know and so all the families could congregate there there's food i think in london it was procter and gamble they kind of had this house so you know it's fun you kind of hang out there and families of all of the other athletes from other sports are there and it's just a it's a pretty cool experience to, to to be a part of and that they could share in it as well very cool very cool so let's switch gears a little bit and talk about mm-hmm. role modeling who's been your biggest role models oh i think um you know, first was my family, my first and foremost. Um, my parents, yeah, they—they they probably, you know, the biggest role models that I've had. They, um, you know, they've uh, shown me, you know, work ethic. You know, um, how to, you know, go out and and really work for what you want, but at the same time, you know, go, you know, the love they have for their family, and they—they're some of the biggest immediate role models I've had. Um, I feel like I've had many different role models in different kinds of ways. Uh, you know. My grandparents, you know, my my brothers and brother and sister, um, other teammates, you know, um, you know, I think I've tried to, you know, I think someone told me actually, I remember kind of when I first got to the, the camp, it was almost kind of you can kind of they said take advice kind of from anybody in a ways, right? Don't necessarily have to be advice from a certain person, you know, you can kind of see advice and, and take things from anybody. And I think kind of like that for me is sort of role models, you know. I feel like there's lots of people out there who I really looked up to in various ways and, you know, try to, you know, take a little bit of something that they have or, or, or some of the knowledge that they may share. Um, so my, yeah, my parents were the, you know, first and foremost, and they've you know, been the biggest one there. And I've had some other important role models and maybe almost mentors to you know, mm-hmm. in the sport. There's a really good, a good friend of mine who I actually rode with in a, in a boat in Beijing. He was a, you know, helped me kind of, he kind of changed my, um, you know, the way I went about everything made me a little more professional and just mentally and it's been a big influence in my life. Um, so I think throughout, I try to find new role models, you know, as, as I've gone and, and people to really look up to. Okay. And so um, sometimes becoming an athlete, you automatically become a role model because the spotlight is on you now and kids look up to you. Mm-hmm. And how did you handle being an instant role model? Um, no, I think, um, yeah, I guess it was, uh, I'm trying to think of the other way to, way to answer. It was, um, I've always tried to, you know, even if I didn't have a spotlight, try to, again, impart any sort of knowledge or what, have, you know, what I have on, you know, what I can share with others. Um, I guess, um, yeah, I, I, I tried to take it seriously, I guess. I think I, I did realize that, um, you know, being in that position, like you said, it, it you know, naturally, there may be, you know, people may, um, you know, look up to you. And so, you know, I always was pretty serious about that. Um, you know, I, I guess in, in rowing, you know, there, it's uh, not very diverse sport, um, you know, trying to change that. And so for me, that was sort of a big part of it, too. Um, just, you know, um, I'm biracial, my dad's black, mom's white. And so I knew there were, um, you know, being black, it, you know, um, I knew, I knew that going, you know, in the rowing world, you know, where I was and, and where I stood, I knew just, it was this weird kind of sense of, um, 
kind of mission for me almost. I don't know. It's kind of hard to explain. Um, you know, I knew in my family there are people who couldn't even couldn't even try it or do what I, you know, do what I was doing, you know. And so early on, I just felt this real kind of connection to it in that way and, and really felt privileged to be able to do that. And so I in a sense, kind of really wanted to represent. And so that was always real important to me, even before the Olympics, you know, even even in college, I, was, you know, I just had this sort of sort of sense of mission that kind of grew inside me. And then I guess once I made it to the Olympics was on that level, um, I kind of, uh, I really felt a strong need to, to represent as well, I think. And, and maybe I put maybe too much pressure on myself. You know, I really kind of wanted to make sure I could help to be a force for kind of change. Um, and, and not, not, not in a way where it's like, I'm, you know, I'm the greatest and I'm going to, you know, do all that. It was, it was more, I realized, like you said, you know, sort of the spotlight. And so I felt this real kind of need to and mission to really represent and really, you know, try to help, help push things forward. So I think, it, I think I actually maybe put a little pressure on myself to do that. Right. And, and, um, like I said, that's kind of that period between 2008, 2012, or kind of, kind of learn, right. You start, you come up on the scene and you're, you know, doing well. And I think I needed to be humbled a little bit. And I think I was for a number of different ways. And so I kind of, you know, tried to kind of work with sort of that experience. And I think put a lot of pressure on myself. And at the same time, I felt like I was there and I made it. And, and, and yeah. uh, I, had, I had some growth to do, I think, after that. And so I think now full circle is a little bit different. Yeah, go ahead. So I think, um, you know, some athletes talk about, well, I didn't ask to be a role model. I don't want that mm -hmm. pressure or that responsibility that you're talking about. Mm -hmm. I'm still me. I don't want to like have to not be mm -hmm. me and to change. Mm -hmm. And so uh, it's interesting, you know, how some athletes will process that, you know, some mm -hmm. feel the burden of that responsibility now because all eyes are on me and versus others are like, heck no, I'm going to do what I want. And I'm not trying to be a role model. Um, what are your thoughts on mm -hmm. the two different camps there with regards to that? I, I think it's, I think it's hard. I mean, I think like, kind of what we are saying, I think you you are, you know, your sense, you are visible, right? And so people are going to look to you and, and, and even what you say, they're going to take that in, you know, young people, especially they're very, you know, they, they'll, they'll take in and they'll listen to what people say. And I think impressionable, mm -hmm. exactly. And so I think it's just the fact of it, you know, rowing, there's not as many eyes, right. It's not the same as, you know, some other athletes with a lot more visibility and whatnot. So it's a little, a little different, but so I can't, it's hard to say if I was that that big or that same as how would it, you know, would I act differently? So I can't, it's hard, I'm not in that, that position. But to me, my small little little world, you know, it, it is, it comes comes with it. You know, I don't necessarily always like, you know, talking myself, talking about myself or, you know, putting myself out there for things. But but I do realize or, you know, there there is some importance there, you know, in, in some of the things that, that I've accomplished and, um, you know, try to. It, it just, I think it comes with it and sort of a responsibility there as well. Mm -hmm. And so, so you mentioned that you also had some mentors along the way. What mm -hmm. do you see as a difference between role models and mentors? That's a good question too. I was kind of, kind of merging them a little bit earlier. Yeah. Um, uh, I guess I think mentors are, well, maybe the difference maybe is, I think sometimes they're one and the same. I think role model, maybe mentor, I think there's more of a, a direct relationship with that person, right? I think you could have well, a role one model on one. Right, who don't know. Yeah, role model you could look up to, right? I, you know, I don't know who they are, right? You know, you can have 
yeah, I have many role models of people in history, right? I think they could be that. that that's what um, a role model. I think a mentor is someone who's you have that relationship, like you said, more of a one-to-one um, in a different way. So I think they can be one and the same, you know, obviously. Um, but yeah, mentors, I think someone who's more in your circle or closer, you know, to what you're doing. Okay. And that's so yeah. If let's say someone is a young athlete coming up and um, about to be thrust into that spotlight about, well, now you're a role model. Now you get to be a mentor. What advice would you give to them on being a role model and being a mentor? Yeah, no, I, and I've had, you know, a lot of people come up to me sometimes that you can introduce to, to people. So, you know, I've had, you know, I've tried, I've learned as well. And I guess, I guess some of the, one of the things I would find a way to relate, you know, to the, I guess maybe to whoever you're talking to is important, right? I mean, you know, if, if people come, you know, talk to me, you know, if I get a high school kid, he comes talking to me oh, about the Olympics, I, you know, I like to talk about it, but it's kind of, at the same time, I want to find something that I can relate to with them, right? And I'm not saying that they, they can't, you know, it's, it's tough to say, oh, you know, you know, it's just such a distance between the things, you know? And so I want to find ways I can relate, you know, to that person, you know? I mean, I could, I love, I could talk about my experience and, and I don't mind, but mm-hmm. I'd really be more interested in trying to find something that that's relevant that I can help, you know, mm-hmm. to say, well, you know how it is when you're on the starting line at the Olympics and it's how you feel like, well, no, you know, how am I going to relate to the young kid who, who doesn't, not not there yet and so yeah i try to and i and i also try to you know i try to say you know this is my path that i i chose and that i took and some things fortunate things happen but i think it's not the only way it's not the only path and it's not like the best path right it's just mm-hmm. what my journey my path was right so i try to also look at it from that sense too not saying do these things and it'll be just like me like no you have whatever you're doing you know so i think it's important to find tell you know find ways to relate to the people that that may be Yeah. Find that connection, that common ground. You might even have to go back to maybe a childhood experience that you had that maybe having Mm -hmm. that you can kind of share and grow from together. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. So that'd be the advice I I would give. Yeah. Someone new in that sort of spotlight. Very cool. So you do have an interesting background, um, a very diverse background and unique Mm -hmm. background. And so I know Mm -hmm. one of your passions is equity in sports in mm-hmm. particular in rowing because you are probably very un- unique in the rowing world yeah no it is um <clears throat> it, is, it is a passion i kind of alluded to that a little bit earlier um and it's just you know for our sport it's just more or less been a lack of i think opportunity and access and then also i guess sort of inclusion once once many people have the access but um and so it's, it's kind of i think shut a lot of people out historically for for you know uh, for a number for a number of years but um you know trying to change that um and you know i um um i kind of <laughs> well what was your what was your question i was going to go on another tangent. i just want to make sure i'm answering us oh just um your passion of equity in sport uh how can we maybe increase participation uh okay. for certain groups and so on Okay. Okay. Yeah. None of the fires kind of going on. And then I was like, wait a minute, I want to make sure yeah, I yeah. answer the question. Everyone want to take it. <laughs> um, exactly. Um, so yeah, I mean, it, it was a passion. And then, um, you know, for rowing, there's only been, you know, five black Olympians, you know, um, you know, all for, you know, ever. Um, so I, you know, I've, I've wanted to change it and I saw that, you know, I had this amazing experience, amazing opportunity. Um, and, and obviously want, want others to experience, be able to experience that or be able to choose to experience it, right? Not saying they, they have to or 
or saying like, this is what you have to do to do well. No, it's, I want people to have that opportunity and that choice. And so, um, so even in college, like I was saying, I kind of had this sort of sense of mission. And then afterwards, I, um, you know, I started trying to do some things once I was, um, you know, on the national team level, but it, it was just tough to so much training. I couldn't really, you know, I start doing something, but then, you, you know, you have practice, you have to go to, it's just tough yeah. to make certain commitments. And so my mind, I was like, okay, I'm going to, what thing I can do is be the best I can try to get some more visibility to it. So people can maybe one day see somebody out there who's, who may look more like them. And so now that I'm done competing, I've had more opportunities to kind of, to kind of get involved and to try to find different ways to help, to help um, find some change. Um, and so that's, that's a lot where my connection is to the sport right now is, is sort of in those lanes and those ways. And, um, you know, and there's a lot of people across the country doing some amazing things to, that also have some of the passion to do to change the sport, and so it's been fun to just be able to kind of connect and, and find other people and and sort of everyone kind of work as a team to to, to fight some of these problems. Yeah, because I mean, I don't know of any rowing in high schools. I could be wrong. Yeah, it doesn't exist. Yeah, they, <laughs> it's it's there. It's it's very it's very limited. It's very know, limited to you know, where you live. Obviously, limited. it's going to be a a big yeah. issue. You know, if you live in a rural exactly town, exactly right. There's no rowing team. Exactly. <laughs> There's no rowing. Yeah, I mean, if you go to certain cities, you know, Boston's a big rowing place, yeah. um, Philadelphia. But even in those cities, it's it's not, you know, you don't see everybody in that city participating, right? Mm-hmm. And so, um, and that, and that trying to find ways to, to, you know, increase the access to the sport, just get more people involved in the sport. And, and it's tough. I think it's, uh, you know, it's just, it's tough to, you know, get people to try something new and, and, um, yeah. you know, especially where people may not look like them. Right. And, and you don't feel maybe comfortable. Um, there's water involved. And so sometimes that can be, you know, scary or people don't know how to swim. And so it can be, it can be a tough, some tough barriers there to, to kind of break through, to get to the actual experience mm-hmm. once you're out there and you're doing it, which yeah. I think everyone would enjoy, but there's just so many barriers that different layers to try to right try right to so it's exposure and education and and mm-hmm. knowledge around the sport mm-hmm. are all things that need to be addressed initially because then once people yeah. get access to it they'll more likely hey this isn't what i thought it was going to be like exactly exactly and then finding ways to i guess be inclusive you, you know and trying to to be you know to, to be part of and relevant in, in communities i mean that's one of the you know, areas. I live in Oakland right now, and I, you know, I'm on the board for a local uh, youth rowing team. And um, you know, a lot of the kids aren't from Oakland itself, although the Oakland's in the name. And so we've been trying for a few years to to change that. And I think one of the big pieces is just finding ways to to connect with people, communities, right, in in, in different kinds of ways, and just get get people to that point, like we were saying, where you enjoy the experience for what it is, and kind of try to cut out some of the other noise and everything. Because once you can do that and you get there. But there's a lot of other things, whether it's, you know, traditional things within the sport that people are just used to going, you know, walking this way. So what if we kind of just did it a little differently or, or you know, do some things differently and just be a part of the community. Right. And 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 I think in doing so and being have an inclusive kind of um, energy, I think that can also attract people to, to, to want to check it out. But if you have these kind of closed walls and you're you're just so siloed and you're not very inclusive, you no, know, why was it? Why would anybody want to, you know, see what, see what that's about, you know? Yes. Yes. You definitely um, have to be open-minded to the process too. Mm -hmm. If somebody comes to you with this idea and you're like, no, I don't think so. 
I, I, nobody else yeah. that I know does that. So why would I, yeah. but you also have to be yeah. uh, open to receive that as an opportunity or experience. Yeah, no, exactly. And so, so I think that's, you know, there's some people around the country doing some really, really good things. And so um, I, uh, you know, I just, it's been fun to, to be a part of that and, um, and, you know, connect with people and, and find, you know, find some ways to, to keep, keep pushing forward. Very cool. Very cool. Well, do you have anything else pertinent to this topic on role modeling, mentoring, equity in sports that you would like to add? Um, I'm trying to think. No, I think, um, yeah, I think, you know, it's been, um, you know, there's a lot that that happened, you know, this year, you know, after, you know, after um, George Floyd was killed last year. Um, so there's a lot of change that happened pretty quick. And so we were, we were seeing a lot of things. So one of the, the cool things though, I think has been, we've been able to kind of connect a lot of kind of the rowers of, of color around the country. And that, that's been something that's been really interesting to see. And, you know, there are, you know, I think it's tough too when people may feel like they're the only one, right. Or they're alone. I think it's a lot easier when you feel like you're part of a group and part of a network. So that's been a really great thing this past year is kind of, being able to connect people, you know, trying to find ways and even finding ways where you can connect, you know, kids and youth, there's a lot of energy that they have and they're just so excited and they found their own ways to kind of connect as well in their own social media, you know, lanes and, and that, that's been something good. So I think, I think there's, yeah. I think there's lots of promise out there, I guess is what I would want to say. And I think there's yeah. lots of energy out there to change. And so, you know, I think if we can kind of keep working together and keep trying to go after it, I think, you know, I think, I think we'll make some changes, but um most definitely. Very good. Um, where can people find you or reach you? Um, I don't really have any social media. I, uh, I guess I'm, uh, I'm on LinkedIn. I think it's the only one I, okay. I have. Um, my name's on there, David Banks, obviously. Um, and other than that, yeah, yeah email me or, or, or call me. But, um, but yeah, I, that's, those are the main ways you can, you can find me. Very good. Well, keep doing what you're doing. I think uh, you are making a difference. You have made a difference. And, um, you know, these are some good things that are going to be coming, I think, in the future. So keep it up. Great. Thank you very much, Lisa. Thank you. Thank you. If you guys like this video, please give it a thumbs up and don't forget to share and subscribe and hit the bell to be alerted to when the next video drops. Thanks for watching. Thanks, David. Thank you.